Hi, and welcome to the 54th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm David Aberbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life magazine. Each week, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And today, we have some news. iOS 10.3 was released Monday, and we have new iPads and the red iPhone 7 to talk about. So we'll be uh, straying a little bit from our usual format. But before we get into the episode, we want to talk to you about our sponsor of the week, which is Atom Elements. David, you want to tell us about the product? Yeah. I feel like our usual format at this point is we talk about whatever we feel like talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we do much more than that. We have a bunch of different things we like to get into, uh, and we kind of pick and choose from the different categories depending on what's up each week. Uh, so this week, we got a lot of news. But let me tell you about our sponsor. Uh, Adam Elements has this really great cable. It's called the Peak Duo. And so you know how when you're traveling, you have... To bring a ton of cables with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how Apple's cables always fray and break? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, have, I have one that I'm still using, even though it's like holding on yeah. for dear life. <laughs> so uh, this solves both of those problems. Uh, what it does is, first of all, it's made out of it's braided nylon, so it's a lot sturdier than a typical mm-hmm. uh, cable would be. And it has aluminum base instead of the kind of plastic thing that Apple uses it tends to break. Right. And what makes it so cool is it has, why well, it's called the Duo, is it has uh, um, lightning and micro B adapter. So you can use it for either. So when I travel, I tend to bring an iPhone, an iPad, and a Kindle so and, and a speaker. So I need a, a micro USB for the speaker and the Kindle and the lightning for the other two. And so now you can bring one cord and use them both. Yeah, this is awesome because I even in my office, I pretty much have a ton of micro USB cables and mm-hmm. a ton of lightning cables yeah. in there. And it's nice just to simplify things and Atom Elements. Mm-hmm. I've tried it out. It's a really nice design. Yeah, really nice. They have a wide range of colors and they tend to match the iPhone. So they have a rose gold mm-hmm. uh, and they have a silver. They have a gold uh, and they range from, I think it's like 12 to 15 bucks per cable, depending on the size and all that stuff. So it's a really, decent really price. reasonable price too. Yeah. yeah. So you can go to adamelements.com uh, and poke around the website, but also we will link to it. So if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, we'll link directly to these cables. And they have a whole line. And they also actually, they have a bunch of other cables as well. They have uh, USB-C cables. And so, you know, you can never have n- enough cables. That's right. Um, next up, I want to talk to you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you sign up at iphonelife.com slash daily tips, We'll send you a tip t- teaching you something. Co- <laughs> uh, we'll send you a tip <laughs> teaching you something cool you can do with your iPhone in just one minute a day. And this is one of our most popular items that we have. Uh, go to iPhoneLife.com/dailytips to sign up. So we want to share with you our favorite tip of the week, and that's how to show the calendar week in your calendar. So this will show you how many weeks have passed so far in the calendar year next to the week when you're in the month view. Uh, And so this is something that's not really essential for most people, but it might be something that you like to see, sort of a different way to like see how the time has passed, and I'm sure there are other applications for it. So to do this, you go into the settings app on your iPhone, go to calendars, and then there's an option that will say show weekly view, 
or let me check the exact wording, uh, week numbers, and you'll just tag, toggle that on. Um, is this something that you guys do? No, I was just thinking through what <laughs> I would use it for. I can't think of why it would be useful to know the week numbers, but I'm sure a lot of people have reasons it would be useful. It's been a really popular tip. Online. Yeah, no, I know. I think a lot of people are really excited about it. It's a fun one just because it's one of those things that you just never realized you could do. Yeah, I, for me, I actually had it enabled and I didn't realize it. Oh, that's it is, funny. It's subtle. It's not something also yeah. that's going to mess up your calendar view if you do decide to enable it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, 13 weeks have passed so far this year when I was, you know, and you don't yeah. really think of it in those terms usually. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of a nice thing to have enabled even if you don't need it for any particular reason. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One more before we get into our uh, insider question. I have a bonus plug for you guys. We're doing a giveaway. We partnered with... Uh, Stack Social, Popular Mechanics, and Product Hunt. And so we're giving away the Ultimate Apple Bundle. So here's what you get. It's pretty crazy. You get an iMac, you get an iPad, you get an Apple Watch, and there's something else you get. <laughs> AirPods? AirPods. No, I think we got rid of the AirPods. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm messing, messing you up here. No, that's okay. Uh, you get one more thing. You get a lot of stuff. <laughs> iPhone, Apple Watch, iMac, iPad. Well, we have, so that's the second part of it. So not only do you want an ultimate Apple bundle, if you sign up and you share with a friend, you get extra entries. And if your friend wins, you can win an iPad. So there's lots of chances to win lots of cool stuff. Uh, we'll link to it in the podcast post. So iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. Go check that out. Yeah, I'm glad David brought this up because this is the biggest giveaway we've ever done. By like, far. The prize is over $2,000. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. The guy I'm dating who's not even an Apple person actually entered this. Really? And he's been sharing it on social media, <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. yeah. Really, sadly, iPhone Life staff can't win it, so I'm pretty I, I bummed know. about that. So we want you guys to at least have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny story, actually. One time, I actually shared with... Like, I always sign up for the contest just to test it out, of course, and then I share it with my friends, and then one of my friends actually won. And now we do totally random. We randomize it. We do everything by the books. One of my friends... Thousands of entries. Yeah, there was like, I don't know, there was thousands of entries. One of my friends won, which meant because I'd referred him, I was eligible to receive a new pair of headphones... And I wasn't allowed to have them. <laughs> and I'm still upset about it. Boy, David. <laughs> Those are the rules. I know. So we do things by the book here, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so that's iphonelife.com slash podcasts. That's where you'll find the show notes and a link to the giveaway. Yep. And a link to Adam Elements as well. Right. All right. So uh, our other program we want to tell you about is iPhone Life Insider. This is our premium subscription. So if you really want to take your iPhone skills to the next level, you'll get video tutorials, um, in-depth guides, full archive of iPhone Life magazine, including the most current issue. And um, really, it's a great product that we, we're, all of our insiders love. You also get access to Ask an Editor, which is a feature where you can ask Sarah all of your tech-related questions as they arise, and she'll help you work them out. So uh, Sarah's going to share with us uh, some questions that she had this week. iPhoneLife.com slash insider is where you can go to sign up. All right. Well, this week I received an email from an insider who um, uses GPS when he's walking to track his routes, and he has like several routes. And um, 
So he wanted to know if, if he's using GPS and another app, is that interfering with the accuracy of the GPS tracking? And from all of my research and my personal experience, I would say no, unless you're using an app that has is really like a data heavy app. But most people, when they're out and about, say, listening to Audible or music, they, they've downloaded things. So it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, I think you're safe to use your GPS along with other apps. I mean, I always listen mm -hmm. to music when I go for a run. Right, yeah. And sometimes I'll actually have multiple tracking apps going at the same time. <laughs> Don't ask me why. There's no good reason. I've done that before. <laughs> just like a like, total nerd. Nerding I don't out know. On sometimes, GPS. Yeah. Well, I guess sometimes I want to track my route using RunKeeper, but I want to use my Apple Watch activity tracker to get credit for it. So I've got them both running. They both seem to track pretty well. <laughs> okay, so I have a second part okay. to this question. Okay. So he plans to upgrade to the next iPhone when it's available in the fall, um, but he would like to keep his iPhone 6 and use it for GPS tracking, but it won't have a data plan. So mm -hmm. he wanted to know, is that possible? And it actually is possible. Um, what you would have, some apps are set up, like uh, I think you mentioned RunKeeper, uh, I think like Map My Run and things like that. They all are set up so that you can use them without data, but you have to kind of load things bef on Wi-Fi before mm. you leave. Mm -hmm. It's like being in a different country. Like that's what I right. used to do. Or having an iPod touch. <laughs> but as long as you have an iPhone that has a GPS chip, which the iPhone 6 does, that's the phone he has, then you're good. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to get an extra plan. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I noticed that I didn't realize that you didn't need a data plan until I was in Europe and I was like seeing, you know, still an Apple Maps GPS was tracking where I was going. So for that mm -hmm. feature, you really don't, don't yeah. need a data plan. And, and the map apps, uh, Apple Maps and Google Maps, have a feature where you can download for offline use. Right. So, so. He's, mm -hmm. he's talking about fitness tracking. But yeah, if you, you, if you want to use that as your GPS in your car even, mm -hmm. you can download those maps. Exactly. Yeah. So iPhoneLife.com slash insider is where you can go to sign up for Insider and then you'll be able to ask Sarah all of your tech-related questions <laughs> as well and get our in-depth video guides. The one we have coming up in April is on the Apple TV, so that's one you're not going to want to miss. Uh, of course, every time there's a new iOS update, we also have a guide. So we have an, a guide to iOS 10 and coming up this fall, we'll have one for iOS 11. So you'll be the first to learn how to do all the cool new things you can do on your phone. Also, my mom just got a new iPhone, and so nice. I had to go over, well, kind of the battery stopped working. It's, <laughs> it's an iPhone 6. It's not nice. <laughs> mm. But I had to go over and help her migrate, and it's so complicated migrating phones. So we have an awesome guide called iPhone 101 Getting Started that walks you through everything you need to know to migrate your phone when you get a new iPhone. So that's a really mm. nice thing, too. I keep telling them to use the guide instead of calling me, but so far that hasn't stuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too accessible. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the news this week. We have some interesting... Lots of news. Yeah, so Apple quietly last week announced a new iPad. They just put it onto their website along with an iPhone 7 that comes in red, which is supporting the red organization to, to fight HIV and AIDS. So let's just run through, in, in case our listeners haven't heard, uh, what the new features are. So with the new iPad, Sarah, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, oh, I wasn't prepared for that. It's Well, they changed <laughs> it. Instead of the iPad Air 2, 
Uh, it's just the iPad now. Mm-hmm. It's slightly thicker, slightly faster. Does it have a Retina display now? Mm-hmm. It retina does. Display. Right. Yeah. And um, and it and they dropped the price. So yeah. there's no new iPad Pro. It's basically just a slightly like beefed up iPad, and it's. So what is the price now? It's three twenty nine. Let me double check that. Yeah, it's three twenty nine. The iPad Air two was three ninety nine for the base model, and when okay. it was released, it was more expensive than that. So now there's no iPad Airline. Right? Interesting. So they just, just the iPad it. and the iPad Pro. Well, because the Pro is basically the right. Air. It's just nice. Yeah. So if like you want thinner. like a really thin iPad, now you have to go with the Pro yeah. line. Okay. Because the iPad, I mean the. How much heavier is it? Do we know? It's like, a pound. Versus the, the, the Air. What, what was the Air? Do you? I'm do not we know? sure. We just it's know it probably is. Comparable. It is thinner. But it's faster. It has a faster processor and a better screen. So I think that's a worthy trade-off and it's cheaper. Yeah. I mean, Um, I will say I have the iPad Air, not the iPad Air 2. So I'm I'm pretty far behind there. And I love it. Like, I keep looking at the Pro longingly. Uh, If I were allowed to win the contest, I'd enter to win it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I haven't been been motivated to uh, upgrade. So I think this is a really good option for people. Three twenty nine for a fast processor, Retina display. I'm yeah. I've been thinking about getting one because you know I'm not a huge tablet user, but mm-hmm. that seems worth it. Do you have a tablet? I don't. I had a Kindle and I never used it, so I gave it away. Donna, you have you have the iPad, right? I have the iPad Air too. And how how yeah. do you like it? I love it. Um, I didn't use it until I had a keyboard case because one of the things I use it for most is writing and, you know, a laptop totally beats it in that regard. Mm -hmm. So once I had that keyboard case, I use it a lot for typing and it's also great. Like I watch TV on it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I use the Amazon Prime app um, Mm -hmm. or Amazon video to watch, watch movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, to me, the iPad is one of those things where it's interesting because it can be hard to justify because nobody really needs it, right? It's purely for entertainment. If you have an iPhone, you can always use your iPhone. The screens have gotten bigger. And of course, most people have a computer where you can, you know, do email of things that you need. And so the hybrid... Nobody needs it, but everybody I know who has it just loves it. Yeah, it can't really replace any other device. I Which mean, is I know one of our writers, Jim Carpen, used to he would use an iPad and no iPhone, but I'm a little he's bit kind of a rare case. Yeah, I don't think that's a common and even he use had, case. Like you know, it had cellular a cellular data plan. Yeah, and depending mm-hmm. on what type of work you do, the iPad Pro with the keyboard could work for you. Um, but you know, especially yeah. I'll often bring only my iPad when I'm traveling. If I don't have, like, if I'm not planning on working while I'm traveling, but I still want to check my email and things like that. So there are use cases where it's nice, but in general, I love it. I use it like 90% of the time in my computer at home, like 10% of the time. Cause most of the time you're just doing light tasks, like checking your email, uh, checking Facebook, browsing the web, watching videos. And for mm-hmm. all of those things, I find the iPad to be a much more like intimate experience. Yeah, I do really like it. It's just interesting to see with this announcement of Apple's though, that they're, I, I mean, I, I wasn't sure exactly what they're trying to do because they're getting rid of the iPad Air line. It's really similar to the iPad Air. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they're, in some ways, it seems like they're wanting to push people towards buying the iPad Pro because you can't get... They're trying to divide it more. Yeah, so like if like, you have a lot of money to spend, you're going to go for the really nice one. And if you want something cheap, then you go for the cheap one. Yeah. 
So it seems like there's less of a like middle of the road yeah. option now. Yeah. Um, and w- with the red iPhone 7, I guess just to give you guys a little bit of an update on that, it has a red shell and a white front, which is apparently quite the controversy. I know. <laughs> a lot of people are not happy about that because um, they'd rather be the bl- a black and red combination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't personally feel this way, but a lot of people in the office feel this way. I read this and I'm like, I could care less. And I, I rolled my eyes and then I heard everyone in the other room complaining about it. And I was like, all right, apparently it's a thing. But like red and white, it's just like a candy cane or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are actually, you know, replacing their screen or getting like a black glass screen protector. I mean... You could just, like, I have the black iPhone. I could just get, like, a really thin, like, red peel case if it, yeah. you know, it's, I'm or, not going to get a new phone. Like, I'm not buying a red phone anyway. I have, I just got a phone a few months ago. Or Apple actually is selling, they released some new iPhone cases along with this announcement, or wasn't really an announcement, um, so that you could get a red case, which also supports this organization. There you um, go. And we weren't able to find, like, really how much Apple is giving towards fighting HIV and AIDS, but they did say they've been part of this program for 10 years and have given over $130 million in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's, you know, you're making a real contribution. I don't know how much, really, you know. What, if you're wanting to give to charity, this might not be the best way. Yeah. If you're planning to get a new iPhone or case anyway, then... It's cool. Yeah. I mean, people in these cases tend to kind of... I feel like if, if if ever a corporation tries to do something for charity, everybody knocks it as being not enough. And like certainly... <laughs> That's me right here. <laughs> like, well, no, it's, it's definitely worth debating. And Apple historically doesn't have the best track record for charitable giving. Microsoft and Google are both well ahead of it. So it's worth... It's worth pointing this out and pushing them. They have gotten better on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in my mind, every effort counts. Doing something is better than doing nothing, and it's probably not the time to knock them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's I- also nice, like, symbolically, too. Like, I don't know how much it's really contributing, but, like, having the red iPhone, people know what that stands for. Raising awareness. Yeah. Absolutely. Although I will say one of the little minor controversies I read about, Apple toned down the HIV awareness part of the campaign in China. Because really? China, Chinese government apparently doesn't like talking about HIV, and it's actually a growing epidemic there. And so Apple toned it down. And it's one of those things huh. where every company has to make these annoying sacrifices to be in China. China is a really critical market for Apple, so it's hard to knock them for that. But it is one of those many trade-offs that you have to deal with when you're trying to do a program like this. Right. Are any of you guys thinking about, like, getting a red color? I don't know. if I know you guys are waiting for the iPhone 8. Yeah. Or whatever it ends up being called. But would you? do you like the color? You know, if the screen were black, I would certainly consider it. I think it looks nice. The white and red doesn't bother me. But honestly, I could care less about the color. I really yeah. care about the technology more. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would like to make, I, I would like to nominate this as our question of the day. Actually, the iPad is the one I'm curious about. Do you have an iPad? Which one do you have? What do you use it for that you aren't able to use a computer or an iPhone for? And are you going to get the uh, the new one? Or do you have the Pro? I'm just curious to see what people are using iPads for and whether they feel like it's worth having a nice one. So send us an email, podcast at iphonelife.com. Yeah, let us know what... what so there are a lot of questions. There's a lot of that, questions. So the basic but... question is... What are your experiences with your with an iPad if you have one? Mm-hmm. And are you going to get a new one soon? 
That uh, sums yeah. it up. Yeah. Share your experiences good. with us. <laughs> Those of you who don't listen to this regularly, we will share this on air oftentimes. So we love hearing from you guys and we'll share this with, with the rest of our little community here. So our last news item, we want to talk to you about iOS 10.3 that was released Monday to the public. Uh, Sarah had just done a roundup talking about all the new features of it, so she can tell us a little bit more. But uh, one of the exciting features is Find My iPhone for AirPods, which we've talked a little bit about AirPods and how easy they seem to lose. So this is, you know, that was one of the more significant changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great because you can make it, make them make a sound and you can, I think, I believe you can find like one or the other, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so if they get separated. um, So that's a really big deal because people, that was a big concern. Like they're not attached to each other. They're, you know, I mean, Hal Goldstein, our founder has a pair and he said that he's never come close to losing them. But, you know, I think, I think it's a really valid concern. Definitely a very nice feature to have. So how it works is it's, it works within Bluetooth range. Um, and so if it's outside of Bluetooth range, it'll just tell you where they were last located. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, like Sarah said, you can isolate. So if you, have, if you lost like one in a pillow cushion and one's like somewhere across the room, you can isolate like the, it to ring in the left ear and then in the right ear so you can find them separately. I will say that one of the little features, and nobody talks about it because nobody would ever buy an Apple Watch for this, but one of the nice little features in an Apple Watch is that it'll ping your iPhone. I use that. That's one of the features I use, I use the most. Constantly. Yeah, I'm constantly awesome. losing my iPhone, and I'm constantly pinging it, and it's really useful. So it's one of those things, and so having that for AirPods certainly sounds really nice. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, Another thing is uh, Verizon users until now have been unable to take advantage of the iCloud calling feature, which basically lets you use your cellular service to make calls from like an iPad or your Mac um, when your like phone battery is dead or your phone's not present. Oh. And your Apple Watch. Oh. Right. See, so, I'm, an I- I'm a Verizon user. I didn't even right. know I was missing like out Sprint on this. Sprint and T-Mobile and AT&T their users have already had this, and so now Verizon users have it. Very cool. Um, so that's cool. Um, a small change is with apps, uh, and this is maybe more significant to app developers. Um, you can now leave reviews within the app, so you don't have to leave it and go to the app store to review it. That's but nice. also, app developers are apparently can't like endlessly ask you to review the app i'm so happy about this it's a good good compromise there like because you know like if you're in the middle of using the app you don't want to leave the app to go write a review even if you like it yeah so being able to just be like yeah it's great and then continue instead of having to go to the app store and then go back is might increase the odds that people will give a review and decrease the annoyingness of constantly being asked to review something. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because when I go to the app store and I'm looking at apps to feature in whatever article, one constant complaint I see in people's reviews is they never stop asking me for a review and p- people get really annoyed with it. So that's actually a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, a big thing that might not really be that noticeable to people is there is a new file system now. Yeah. Um, I think it's called AFPS. And basically, uh, some of the cool things about it is, one, it's scalable, so it can work on um, a Mac. It can work on your Apple Watch. So I think that's interesting that they're kind of just have a file system that's unified across all your devices. Mm -hmm. And um, it's much more secure. 
and um, it really emphasizes flash storage. And people have noticed upon installing the update that the amount of storage space being used on their phone has gone down. Mm-hmm. It uses less storage, is what right. I bet. So that's a big that's deal cool. because you know anyone who has a 16 gigabyte phone still, yeah. or even like 32, if you really enjoy music or taking pictures. You know, you start to have to manage things with your apps and your photos. And so it's nice to have any little bit of space. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you have to pay for, too, whether it's, you know, uh, you have to pay extra to get a higher storage phone mm-hmm. or whether you're using flash drives or things like that. So so have you guys nice. installed 10.3 yet? I, I just did this morning. I haven't had a chance and, to play with it too yeah, much. Yeah. Any, any verdict so far? Um, I mean, honestly, none of the new features really apply. I don't have the AirPods, mm-hmm. so that's something I wasn't able to test out. I'd like to get Hal to come in so we could try it out. Um, Hal is the one who, our founder, who has the AirPods. Um, there have been a few, like, little things that Sarah noticed and we checked out. Like, there's a little wi- widget in the Maps app that will show you the weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was something nice. Uh, one thing that I think seems insignificant but is in terms of functionality is going to be awesome is now when you go to settings at the very top there's your apple id profile and you can use it Mm -hmm. you can just you know it's right there and then you can go and deal with your payment methods and you know family sharing that always was pretty buried yeah which is silly because it's kind of essential and some people are speculating that this is apple laying the groundwork for like multi-users so I I don't, yeah, that'd be nice that like instead of having to like, because if you ever give a child access to your iPhone, then you know that you end up sacrificing a lot in terms of your settings so that they're not accidentally changing things or seeing things they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So to just be able to create a user profile for them on your device would be amazing. I mean, I think that is just speculation at this point. Everybody has that terror of handing their phone over to somebody and not knowing what text message might come in while they're holding it or like, you know, what they might stumble into. Yeah, I really like this because I feel like for a long time, Apple ID and iCloud can be confusing to people because they're not just looking at it as like creating an account like you do with any other Mm -hmm. service. And this, the way it's presented feels a lot more like that. Like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. simple. This is my my account and where I can log in and out. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like your dashboard for your account. And it's silly that it was so kind of fragmented. Like, yeah. to deal with this part, you had to go here and buried just to even get mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. One thing I'm looking forward to testing out is whether this the new file system helps with searching. Because it's one of the areas that Apple has been really weak on. I don't know if you've noticed, but whenever, like, I search my text message history, for example, it'll, like, just straight up miss things. Uh, searching my email app. I've had a really hard time searching on my iPhone. It's either really slow or it doesn't get everything. So I'm hoping that it was related to this old file system and they switching over will help. I haven't upgraded yet. So I will update you guys next time. <laughs> right. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention in our news segment today is that the Apple TV remote app also got an update on Monday. And the Apple TV remote app, if any of you haven't tried it, it's the I think it's the best way to control your Apple TV because you have the keyboard on your iPhone to enter things in with instead of scrolling around on the Siri remote. Um, but now it also has integrated some new features. It has iPad support, first of all, which is awesome. Cool. And when you're using um, Apple Music on your Apple TV, 
basically a lot of the interface that used to just be in the Apple Music app is n or on your Apple TV is now in that Apple TV remote app. So you can see the lyrics and you can see a whole queue of your songs that are up next and you can rearrange that order if you nice. want. Um, and there's a few features too with movie and TV. Um, you can control subtitles from your Apple TV remote screen. And I think you can see chapters if it's if it's a movie or show that has like different chapters in it, you can get a view of that as well. So that those that was pretty significant, I thought, because I'm a big Apple TV fan. So do you do you not use your little remote? You only use your iPhone app? I <laughs> my husband's <laughs> a little bit of a remote hog, so I really, really enjoy oh, just bringing my iPhone in and he'll be like controlling it and I'll just like take it up and nope, we're watching this. <laughs> so yeah, I use my Apple TV remote uh, app. Exclusively. <laughs> yeah. But the other app does get used. It does. Interesting. Get used. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Glad I asked. Yeah. Um, all right, so that wraps up our news segment. Next we will get into our best apps and gear of the week. So Sarah, do you want to tell us about the gear you've been using? Yes, I am really into this. Um, this is the Belkin Valet Charger Power Pack. Um, it has 6700 mAh. And there's a lot of reasons I love this. One is that it has the built-in Apple Watch charger, mm. which is... You know, it's rare. so many of yeah. these things you have to bring the a Apple Watch. Cable. And it's not little. It's like really long cable. And then it's just one more cable you have yeah. to bring. Yeah. Um, and also it has a USB port so you can charge your phone here. And it might be better, you know, if it had a built-in lightning cable. But I like this uh, functionality of having this because then I can charge my headphones. And, you know, it has enough juice that it could charge your watch eight times and your phone three times. Or... You know, you just use it to charge everything. Like when you're traveling, you charge your headphones, you charge your watch, you charge your phone. And it's small, you know. It's, I kind of love it. I've been going out of town a lot on the weekends and I bring this with me every time and it's really handy. This would be a good one to use with the Atom Elements Peak Duo. Yeah. Because it's got yeah. the USB here. It's then you can just bring that along with it and charge your mm -hmm. headphones Actually, and your Actually, when I phone. was reading about this episode's sponsor, uh, I was thinking that very thing. I was like, that's what I need. Well, and the, actually, the Peak Duo, <laughs> the one I have, it's really short, which is, right. it's mixed because it's like sometimes you want a long cable, but sometimes... For something like this, short is perfect because yeah, it's I just actually, like you want a tiny little cable I, that I goes took, with it. I took the cable out because, um, but I actually have like a short but very sturdy because you know you're throwing it in and out of a bag, mm -hmm. uh, lightning cable that I I usually have attached to this, mm -hmm. and so that's really handy. And also because you know you have to bring a USB uh, cable to charge it. You know, I generally have one with me anyway. Mm -hmm. For like, say, if I bring my headphones with me or the Connects Bluetooth keyboard that I'm still madly in love with that I mentioned <laughs> in the last podcast, the multi-sync mm -hmm. foldable keyboard. It's so awesome. So, a couple <laughs> quick things. First of all, uh, we do the podcast, which you can download in the podcast app. But you can always watch a video of us if you go to iPhoneLife.com/podcast. So, if in the podcast you ever hear us saying this or that, and it sounds like maybe we're pointing at something. We probably are. It's probably right in front of us. We try to remember to do both, but if you ever are listening to it and you want to watch it, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. Second, just real quick clarification, M-A-H, is that what it is, right? Yes. The, so that, the, um, 
what that is is that's how much battery storage it is. I think it's milliamps, right? Mm -hmm. So sixteen hundred milliamps is about what an iPhone is. I think an iPhone's right. eighteen hundred. This will this will charge your phone three times. Oh wow! Okay. Or your watch eight times. Okay, so that's a lot. That is more right. than I was realizing. Um, it's, yeah, it's not. I mean, it, it's expensive. It's a hundred dollars, um, but in terms of just how useful it is. I feel like it's worth it because you just need one charger and you can get a lot out of it and it charges everything. And honestly, yeah. what I used to do is I used to, like, when I traveled, bring a battery case with me. But what I found, it was weird. It was like when I had the battery case on, it, it felt like it drained the phone faster. Hmm. And so now what I've started doing is bringing little battery packs like this and just throwing in my bag or throwing in my pocket and I find it works a lot better for me and I don't have to have a bulky battery case when I don't need it. Yeah, I definitely have stopped using battery cases as much as I used mm -hmm. to. And especially this fits really easily in my purse um, for, I think it's maybe like two inches by, what would you say that is like six inches. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it can just fit really easily into a bag and, and you can charge everything with it. So uh, yeah. Great. Well, we'll link to it. Podcast. iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. Mm hmm um, Donna, you have a gear or app that you tried this week? Yeah, I, uh, I am wanted to talk about the tracker. It's spelled T-R-A-C-K-R. -R. And this is just a little device. It's been around for a while, but they've been improving it over the years. It's a little device that you can attach to anything that you can then use your iPhone to keep track of. Mm -hmm. It works within a 100-foot range, so that it's a lot better than the like find my iPhone capability that's just a Bluetooth range, mm -hmm. um, which is usually like five to 10 meters, I think. So um, this is something that one of our readers actually wrote in about saying that th while they're excited about find my AirPods, they also keep a tracker on the little case for their oh, AirPods cool. so that if it's further from that, they can still find them. And I thought that was just a really good idea. And so I was going onto the website and looking a little bit more about it. Um, the tracker you can put on anything like such as like your wallet or handbag and they have an interesting crowdsourced system where if it gets outside of that range a lot of people have trackers and if someone walks within 100 feet of your item you'll get like pinged telling you that someone <laughs> was near that item That's so awesome. if you live in like a bigger city that could actually work out for you yeah <laughs> I don't know if it's something you could really rely on but it made me want to get get a tracker yeah you should check it out cool and did you say the price no, I don't know what the price is. Okay. <laughs> we'll link to it in the podcast. There you go. Post. Okay. Um, cool. Well, mine was, so we just came out with the uh, productivity issue for iPhone Life. Uh, and by just came out, I mean, we went to print on it. You will be getting it in the mail shortly if you subscribe or in your app if you subscribe. Uh, if you don't subscribe, iPhoneLife.com slash subscribe to subscribe. <laughs> and so one of the things we talked about was apps for productivity and mail apps in particular. We talked about in the last podcast, the Spark app. So I've been testing that out for the last couple weeks. I kind of have mixed reviews on it though. Um, mm -hmm. it, so what it does is it does kind of what they call smart sorting, where it takes your newsletters and it puts it in a separate little category. It also will filter so it only shows you new items up front. And so that's unread items up front. And so both of those things are really nice and convenient. But what I found is really for me personally, I kind of just wanted the raw feed. Like sometimes I'll read something, but I want to access it really quickly. 
or often if I don't read something, it's because I didn't need to read it. Like it, it kept pulling up an email uh, from one of my accounts, which I don't use that often, from February because it was unread. And it was like, right. I didn't read it because I didn't care. So it feels like the type of thing that if you're an inbox zero type, it probably would be really nice for you. Uh, you're looking at me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are you guys inbox zero types? I can't remember anymore. Um, I, I like to be, but I don't know. <laughs> you guys I'm look so exhausted anywhere. by that. I'm not. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, like a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I am inbox zero for the first time since I started working here. What? But I did that by setting up so many rules that like 90% of my mail just goes what? straight to trash. That counts. That yeah. counts. As long as I'm not in that part. No, you, you have your own special. All, special oh. all yours just goes to a different folder uh-huh. that I forget to check. That's not called trash. No. Definitely not trash. It's definitely not trash, but that doesn't mean I remember to check it. Uh-huh. Um, inbox zero, by the way, means there's kind of two types of people in the world. People who like to have zero emails left in their inbox, meaning they'll delete every email that comes in or deal with it, put in a folder. And those I deal who with just it and file it. Yeah. Or and those who just don't care, like me. And so I have like a hundred thousand emails that are unread and I don't particularly care and I just have my own little system. So for those who do like to process all the emails, it'd probably be more convenient. I think it's definitely worth checking out because I don't love Apple Mail app, honestly, which is why I did check it out. But I I'd give it like three out of five stars. No, four stars. It works well. It just didn't work for me. It didn't work for your system. I, yeah. I'm still using Spark. Okay. I agree. There are some times where I feel like it's it keeps on like telling me about this email that I already know about and don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And so that's the downside of it, like making those choices for you. It felt like for me and the way I used it, and I have a bunch of different uh, email addresses and for different companies and personal and all that. And so it felt like for me and the way I used it, I liked having them all merged and having them all pulled apart and separate kind of, even though you could see it in one view, mm-hmm. it just didn't work for me. So that rounds up our best apps and gear section of this episode. Uh, to wrap up, just to remind you guys to answer David's question about mm-hmm. your iPad experience and whether you're planning to upgrade anytime soon, send in your responses to podcasts at iphonelife.com. And thank you guys so much for joining us. And go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up for our daily tips newsletter. Or if you want to become an iPhone Life insider and really get a uh, really get on the inside track and learn how to get the most out of your device, go to iphonelife.com slash insider to sign up. And the breaking news, I have looked up what you get in the contest. So in the giveaway, so I'm going to repeat it. The thing we were forgetting was the Apple TV. So here's what you get. Enter the contest. What you get is you get an iPad Pro, you get an iMac, you get an Apple Watch Series 2, and you get an Apple TV. So you get a lot of stuff. I want to win, but I can't. Uh, So go to iPhone. So for all of our sakes, yeah, please Uh, go to iPhoneLife.com/podcast, and we'll link to it from there. That's the easiest way to get to it. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks Thanks so much, guys.